0: If you just don't want to think about it, then just grab one of the Easy Peasy First Foods sets. It has everything you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods with baby led weaning. That code is BLWMOM for 20% off Easy Peasy orders of $50 or more now through Sunday, May 12th at EasyPeasyFun.com. And happy Mother's Day
1: to you. Sous vide is perfect for baby led weaning for several reasons. Number one, it's the meat is unseasoned. The meat comes out soft. You can shred it in your hands and then put it on the plate and the baby just grabs it.
0: Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Hello there and welcome back. This is a little bit of a different type of episode today. It's gonna be an interview. Normally my Monday episodes are mini baby lead weaning trainings and I do them solo. And I've been wanting to talk about using the sous vide method to make meat safe for baby lead weaning. And if you've never heard of sous vide or you're like, sous what? It's just basically a method of cooking food, especially meat or fish, where you vacuum seal and immerse it in warm water. And I like had heard, it was like a fancy thing, I think feel like in the foodie world a while ago. And then my husband, who's not fancy, came home from the store with a sous vide machine. And I was like, oh, great. Another like overpriced, expensive kitchen thing that like we're never going to use. And then he showed me how to use it. And normally he makes the meat in our family, not to like gender stereotype, but I really just don't like making meat. He's from Texas and it's the only food he likes to make, but he taught me how to use it. And I was like, wait a minute, I love this machine thing because you can't overdo the meat. Like that's my problem. I'm like cooking one thing and not paying attention and then it gets really tough. And you know, for babies, you cannot serve them tough meat. So we were thinking about doing a sous vide episode and I don't know, it just wasn't priority. Then Ileana Cruz emailed me and she's like, okay, I'm doing baby led weaning with my baby. She has her son, Adrian. This is her youngest. She has five children. And her and her husband, Ileana and her husband, work." for her husband's company. I mean, I assume like her husband works for her. That's how it works in most families. Just kidding. But the Hudson Meat Company, she's like my husband's company, the Hudson Meat Company, we make sous vide meat that we sell to like the army and restaurants and other like, you know, outlets like that. And I just realized as I'm doing baby led weaning and I'm in some of your courses with Adrian, like sous vide is the perfect texture consistency for meat for baby led weaning. So her son, Adrian, is eight months of age. I'm like, dude, he's the luckiest baby in the world because you've got all the sous vide meat laying around. That's like perfect texture to feed the baby. So rather than me talk about sous vide, Ileana emailed me to ask like how we might be able to incorporate the Hudson Meat Company into some of our physical product stuff that we're working on. And I was like, oh, why don't you come on the podcast and talk about what sous vide is? So Ileana Cruz is a mom of five. She is married to her husband. He's the Hudson Meat Company guy. And she's going to talk a little bit about the work they do. You can tell from the conversation that they work together on it. So she's going to share a little bit about sous vide, about what it is, not so much about what their company does, because you can't even buy. It's like not direct to consumer. But I just don't want you guys to rule out sous vide as a really, really easy way to make meat safe for baby led weeding. So with no further ado, here is Ileana Cruz of the Hudson Meat Company talking about how to sous vide meat safely for baby led weeding. Hi, Katie. Okay, I have to tell you guys, Ileana sent me an email asking me about something like totally unrelated. And I was like, can you please be on the podcast? Because she told me what her family does and she's gonna tell you guys in a second. But Ileana, before we get started, like maybe just give us some background. What is the family's business? How did you come to specialize in this like unique food preparation method?
1: Okay, so we have a meat company in Columbus, Ohio. My husband, stepdad started it around 1978 and he had a French salesman back in the day to help them distribute the meat. And he told my husband's stepdad, why don't you sous vide cook your meat? And it started from there. Wait, wait, what year was this? 1978. That they started to sous vide? To sous vide. I don't know how they cooked it before. All I known was that after this French salesman came, told him how to do it. And they bought this machine that has big kettles, bag, uh, they put the meat in a bag, submerged it in the hot water, and cook it for long periods of time. And the results have been nothing but incredible, soft, delicious meat ever since for 30 years. So we specialize in custom cooking. So a customer calls us and say, I I want this seasoning. I want this temperature on the meat. And my husband said, okay, bring it on. He either buys the meat or he receives the meat in the plant, cooks it, bags it, box it, and off it goes.
0: So in preparation for this, episode, I was reading a little bit about the history of sous vide. So apparently it started making its way into the restaurant scene kind of in the mid 70s, like 1974 is what it looks like. But I know in the United States, it only became popular in the early 2000s when like celebrity chefs would use the approach. So like early on in sous vide, it kind of had this like, I don't know if elitist is the right word, but like it was like kind of a fancy thing People were like, "Oh, I'm sous-viding my meat," and and celebrity chefs were doing it. But you're saying it's something your family business has been doing. Why do they choose to sous-vide meats? Like, what's the benefit of doing it?
1: The main benefit is the consistency, and it's foolproof. So once the meats are cooked and they're taken to the end user, the, what chefs do is they open the bag and they prepare the meat. They finish the product in the restaurant however way they want. They can put a sauce, they can add seasoning if it's unseasoned and it's just how consistent it is. It is cooked to a specific temperature and it's just wonderful. So restaurants take it, for example, pork chops, right? They're cooked, they come in, they open the bag, they mark it in the grill, they put a sauce and they serve it. Cuts the time, it's consistent and it's moist and it's just perfect.
0: Is sous vide essentially like if you had to like Someone who have never heard of the term, it's just cooking foods in a water bath, right? Like in a bag, in a water bath.
1: If you Google sous vide, the definition, right? It is vacuum sealed, the, the English translation for it. So it's basically the key of sous vide is in a bag with you have to take all the air out. So it's sous vide means vacuum sealed. So once you put the meat in the bag, there's a machine that extracts all the air and that's how you cook it. That's the key.
0: If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. And then you basically can't overdo it, right? Like that's what I love about it. I'm terrible at making meat, but I'm like, I can sous vide because you basically can't mess it up.
1: Yeah, you can mess it up in the cooking process and you can mess it up after. For example, when after it's cooked, you can reheat it. I, for example, for the baby, I, I portion it, I freeze it or I put it in the fridge and I heat it up and you can't mess it up even after it's done. So it's awesome. You you can't mess it up while you're cooking it in the bath water and then you can't mess it up after.
0: So Ileana, I want to talk a little bit more about the application of sous vide in baby led weaning. But before that, I just want to talk to you because you're a mom of five kids. I know you're doing baby led weaning with number five, baby Adrian. He's 10 months old now. Could you share a little bit about your thoughts about baby led weaning? Because this is, you guys, she's a fifth time mom, but it's her first time doing baby led weaning.
1: So I thought this was very funny. English is my second language and I could not pronounce weaning for the life of me. So as I was pregnant with Adrian, I called my best friend and she was telling me how this new method of feeding the ba- her baby, her first baby, What's so awesome, she told me, Iliana, I just kind of prepare his food, put it on the plate in front of him and he goes at it. I thought, well, hold, hold on, you kind of leave? He said, well, I don't leave the kitchen. I'm, I just sit right next to him, eat my meal while he's eating. He's six months. So I was like, oh my God, I've never done that. Let me look it up. I started researching. She gave me like a crash course on it. And then I'm like, okay, first of all, I need to find out what weaning is. I have nursed my children, so I knew the word in terms of breastfeeding, not in terms of food. So it's kind of like I had to learn, go back, research. So when I had the baby, I said, well, I'm gonna do baby weaning with with my last baby. I researched, I took your workshop. (laughs) I thought I was ready until my baby turned six months, put him in the chair. He couldn't sit right up yet. I didn't want to buckle him because in case he choked and I had an avocado in my hand. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the first food as I was opening it, I'm like, okay, no way. This is absolutely different from what I've done before, spoon feeding my other babies. I cut the avocado, put it on the plate, and I, I had to stop. I stopped for about a week and I went back to the research. And then as I became more confident, I tried it again. But ever since, it's been great because I feel more confident, right?
0: What changed in that week, if I can ask? Because that happens a lot of times. The difference that a week can make, was it that he began to sit up more independently and you felt safer for him to eat?
1: That very first day that he turned six months, his hands were fists. So he grabbed the avocado, and broke it. And I'm like, okay, this is, the I don't know how to do it. So I, I think after a week, he was sitting a little bit more upright and he, and his, I don't know, he, he was able to grab it. So that totally changed the game for me.
0: So now he's 10 months of age. How is he doing with baby led weaning?
1: He's doing great. He's eating. It is just so funny to see him. I take a bunch of pictures. He's doing great. For me, I think it's been really hard for me because I'm so used to, so used to controlling the situation and feeding the baby. The way I saw my family feed babies was like feed him and make that spoon big enough so that he's full. So for me to sit back and allow him to to eat and decide when he's done, it's a big change, but he's doing great.
0: <laughs> okay. When preparing meats for baby led weaning, I always teach my students the importance of offering soft cooked shredded strips of meat. As I say, if you can shred the meat between your finger and your thumb, then it's safe for baby to eat with their gums. Which cuts of meat do you think do well in sous vide to end up with that consistency that's safe for Adrian to eat?
1: We like the meat that is has a lot of fat in the outside and in the inside because that fat inside will act as a butter when it's cooking. So the beef brisket is a great choice, pot roast, pork cushion, pork butt, boneless And chicken thighs, I use that for Adrian.
0: And how does he do with meat? Like you have meat as part of your family because it's your family business. Do you just bring some home from work and try it out for him?
1: In preparation for this, I was thinking how, and I was kind of going back. I don't remember feeding meat to my older two kids ever as an infant. And the thought behind it was like, well, they're going to grow up to be meat eaters because we own a meat company and and that's what we do. So I'm going to kind of feed them Fruits and vegetables, right? For the longest time, they only wanted chicken tenders from a bag. Terrible. Like my thinking did not, it, it was, it was totally opposite. And now they're getting better, but they're 13 and 10. So I started to feed, when I saw the, that I had to feed Adrian meats, I started to think, okay, well, this is going to be an extra challenge for me. How can I do this? And I asked my husband to bring, a, uh, I think it was a pork cushion. And I put it in the, in the crock pot, heat it up and I shredded with my hands and gave it to him. It was, I think on the second or third week, I waited a little bit and nothing. He started eating it just like he would eat other meats. Actually, he liked it. I think a little more than, than other foods that I gave him. And now it's, I don't feed it to him every meal, but often every week we're eating different meats, pork, lamb, fish. And I didn't do any of that with my other kids. So I'm hoping that it works this time.
0: Do you sous vide fish as well? Have you done that for him?
1: Not in the plant. Not in the plant. You guys just do beef,
0: pork, chicken. Do you do any game meat?
1: We do lamb. We've tried lamb, but that's it. We only have USDA approval for beef, chicken, and
0: pork. So those, for example, like the really high fat ones, we always recommend high fat cuts of meat because I love the way you describe it as it acts like butter when you're cooking it. So the fat liquefies. And then the liquid provides moisture, which in turn helps reduce the baby's risk of choking. So we don't want dry protein foods. I always think like try to think of eating a really dry piece of chicken breast. Like even as adults with a lot of saliva production, it's not that enjoyable and it can be a little hard to swallow. So we want the fattier cuts of meat, like the chicken thighs that you mentioned, or the fatty cuts of pork for those ones that you would normally do. Like if you give me a pork shoulder or pork butt, like I just make carnitas out of them or I make pozole. I make whatever you can do in the slow cooker, but I never thought to do it in the sous vide because I could just do it in the slow cooker. So is there a benefit to doing it sous vide if you could just do it in the slow cooker?
1: What I would say is that inside of a bag, you can do it without any seasoning and the same juices and the same fat will kind of take care of, will give it more flavor than otherwise.
0: And then you can do whatever you want after the fact. And then right? after
1: you can put it in, in the crock pot or, or slow cooker and do something else with it. Like I add barbecue sauce to the rest of the meat that we don't use with Adrian.
0: So I know that for some families they are like, I'm not interested in sous vide because it sounds too fancy, but we've kind of, you know, narrowed that down. to listen, it's a vacuum sealed bag that you cook in water that you then can't overdo. But if you don't have a sous vide device or appliance, whatever they're called, we have the... ANOVA brand. So I just call it the ANOVA. So I don't know what you're actually supposed to call them, but is there any hacks for utilizing this approach if you don't have the device that you buy that you attach to the side of the pot
1: that then cooks the water? It is tricky because I've seen videos of people doing it in their house with Instapot. The important thing here is to know that all the air needs to be out of the bag. So I think you can do it in a ziploc. And if you can figure out a way of eliminating that air. Then you can do it. You take whatever piece of meat you like. You put it in the bag. You get all the air out, and then you put it in a in a hot, in a pot full of hot water with a meat thermometer and a water thermometer. And I'm sure you can, you can do it at home easily.
0: Yeah, and I think like the prices come down. I know there's a couple of them like that are around a hundred dollars. I kind of got annoyed with the vacuum sealed bag thing. Like my husband does this, where he goes and buys something. He like got a sous vide thing. I'm like this is so annoying. We have we know how to make meat. I don't need this thing. But then he made, I mean, these pork chops one time that were amazing, this salmon that was so good. I was like, okay, this is actually really cool because even when you're not here, I don't love to like fire up the grill, but I'll sous vide meat all day long. But the bags were annoying me because you had to, I didn't have like a vacuum sealing bag system and then we bought one and then the plastic would run out and I was like, I don't want to keep having to buy things to keep this going. So what we started doing is, do you know what the stasher bags, the silicone bags, like I use them for my kids' yeah. school lunches the sandwich bag, there's a snack one, there's a little pocket one. You can get all the air out of those and sous vide in them, which now I'm like, okay, I already have these bags. I don't have to spend money on these, this like non-renewable part of cooking. right? Um, And they work pretty well, but not as well as the vacuum sealing system because you don't get like all of the air out. So occasionally I think, I don't know how big of a difference it makes. I'm cooking for kids, like they don't really care. But that was one way we found to kind of not have to buy the bags anymore if you don't want to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also you don't want to like to buy another uh, another appliance for your kitchen. I don't know. I have an air fryer and the coffee maker and this and that. It's so many things.
0: Oh, exactly. I don't. Want, that's why I didn't like it at first, but they're actually pretty small and you just need a pot. And the whole point of the sous vide device is that it then keeps the water at the perfect temperature, which for me, my problem is always, I start dinner way too late. I'm like, I work till five and I want dinner to be ready at 5.30, but I'm the one who has to make it. So I like the sous vide that you can get it going like an hour or two before and then it holds at the right temperature. So you literally can't, you, you can't overdo it essentially. Is that a safe assumption? Like you can't overdo it?
1: I think it is. Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, let's talk about safety considerations. You mentioned you have USDA inspection in your family business. I know how pleasurable that is to deal with. Um, you guys are probably, you know, everything up to snuff with regards to food safety in your facility. But when we're cooking at home, obviously the internal cook temp of meats is really important. We want to make sure we're killing any potentially harmful pathogens when we're serving any foods, but particularly those we call the potentially hazardous foods like proteins and meat. So how do you know if your sous vide meat is cooked to the proper internal cook temp?
1: Okay, so we use, we our water is at 190 degrees. For every meat, no matter what meat it is? For all the meats. And then we like it to be any meat at 180 degrees. So I think as long as you have 165 degrees meat temperature, you get rid of all the pathogens.
0: Because you're not doing ground meat, right? No.
1: In our plant, we have... So we pack a kettle full of of the different bags, and we use one bag as, uh, as a sample. So we put a probe in there, and the cooker's machine takes care, monitors the temperature of the meat so we know when it's ready. And we get it out at 180 degrees. And we do an, an extra step, which is we chill the meat in a ice bath for two hours, and that allows the meat to continue to cook. We don't just stop abruptly the cooking, and that fat and juices just stay in there, making it even more delicious, right?
0: So it cools in the ice bath in the original bag that it cooked in.
1: Yes, for two hours, and then we, and then we take it to the refrigerator. But I think at home, to be safe, at least 165 degrees for the meat, and I think that's the least
0: Besides baby led weaning, what other type of podcasts do you like to listen to? Every episode of Slaycation also includes humor and takeaway and travel tips that are going to keep your next family vacation from becoming your last. So if you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I have a separate episode about ground meat and stuff that I'll link to because the cook temp is a little bit different. Obviously, the potential for foodborne illness with the ground meat is much higher, right? Because if you have the pathogen on the outside, then it goes through the grinder. The pathogen from the outside gets pushed into the middle. If you don't cook it all the way through the middle, then there's the potential for that pathogen to cause harm. But with a solid piece of meat, the pathogens on the outside, you say you throw that on the grill, you could eat it blood dripping rare if you wanted to because you've seared it on each side, which and then it can't penetrate and get to the middle if it's not a ground meat product. Yes. So Ileana, why do you think and why are you so passionate about sous-vide as a food preparation method for meats for baby-led weaning?
1: So I think that sous vide is perfect for baby-led weaning for several reasons. Number one, it's the meat is unseasoned. There's no levels of added sodium, etc. The meat comes out soft. You can shred it in your hands and then put it on the plate and the baby just grabs it. You can reheat it and it reheats perfect because that fat just continues to allow for it to be soft and shreddable. And for me, it took a lot of pressure out of cooking and being worried about what recipe or what kind of meat or what kind of meat is better. And then what am I going to do with all this meat in the fridge for like, nobody's going to eat this right now. It helped me in that way. So it simplified. It simplified and allowed me to feed my baby the meats that I wanted to feed him rather than just say, oh, whatever. I'm not going to do this. It's too much. I'm not just going to go and grab a meat cushion and just kind of put it in the oven and let it be dry. So I think it's perfect. I love the idea of just that fat helping the baby swallow it and continue to heat up. portion It it lasts for a long time because it's completely cooked.
0: So your family company, the Hudson Meat Company, do you guys sell direct to consumer or is it just to different like restaurants? How do you guys package and who do you sell to?
1: So we sell to distributors and to retail. So our bags are five pounds or more. Our end user are restaurants or supermarkets. We also do deli meats. Do
0: you sous vide deli
1: meat? We sous vide the deli meat and then we, yeah, we send it. And then the end user slices. it. It's really good pastrami.
0: Oh, wow. But it's cooked all in the sous vide. Yes. Do lots of meat companies do this approach or is yours unique in the sense that you're employing sous vide?
1: I have heard other companies doing sous vide. We have been doing it for a really long time.
0: So for people who are listening and they want to like, okay, I'm down with the sous vide thing. Can they buy directly from you guys? Or how do you suggest that they then go get sous vide meat? Or do you have to make it?
1: You cannot buy from us at this point. We have, our customers are different, are in the retail industry right now, food service also. But I would say that that try it, try it at home. Try it at home and, and see if, if you like it. I don't know. You can do like a big piece and then, and then put it in the fridge and and eat it over a couple of days. So you don't have to be sous every day, a little, you know, a steak or something.
0: I think that's key. Like the food preparation ahead of time. If you're going to make a pork butt or a chuck roast, just do one and then you can reuse it, portion it out, and then it's ready for you. Because, you know, we don't just try a food one time and say, oops, I'm going to cross it off the hundred first foods list because the baby tried it once. I mean, we do do that because that counts as the first try, but we want to continue to reintroduce foods So yes, you offer it the first time, but you offer it again and again and again and again so that baby has ample experience to practice with that food. And now you've worked a new food into your baby's reputation. That's why I teach five new foods a week. And one of those, we do one new fruit, one new vegetable, a new starchy food and a new protein food, as well as an allergenic food. And that protein food, we do both plant and animal proteins, but meat early and often is a good idea, especially like with Adrian, I just think he's so lucky getting to have access to all of this sous vide meat because. It is a little bit of a hassle to set it up, but I always, like, I'm always so glad that I do. You have to use a lot of water to get the pot full and it takes a while to get the temperature up. It's like a jacuzzi. Like, you know, you want to go to the jacuzzi right now, but you got to wait for it to heat up. Like, you have to wait for the sous vide to heat up, but then when you do, it stays at that perfect temperature. And for someone who doesn't love cooking meat, which a lot of our parents are like, I'm with you, Katie, like, I don't like cooking meat or I don't know how to. It's kind of a foolproof method that sounds a little intimidating and overwhelming at first, but I don't think it really is.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think one reason that I didn't feed my other kids meat is like, I thought it was so so tedious. I'm like, it's a lot easier to do vegetables and fruit than, or other source of protein than meat. But it's amazing to see Adrian eating pork butts and... Okay,
0: I'm going to get some pictures from Eliana and put them on the show notes for this episode. Also with links to the Hudson Meat Company, for those of you that might be in commercial. I know you guys do some military contracts too. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. We have meat going to Kuwait and we have in cruise ships, we have in local restaurants.
0: And were you guys working all through the pandemic or how did that affect your workflow?
1: We did. It slowed down a lot. We It was a very difficult time, but then we started cooking chicken for a federal program that we cooked the chicken and the chicken went to food banks. And that was amazing. We were able to keep all of our employees And we were very, we were super busy doing something very important all through the pandemic. So people were getting vegetables, canned foods, and chicken, a four-piece chicken in a bag, cooked in our facility, and they would just have to eat it. And that was amazing. That was great.
0: Well, Ileana, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been a pleasure speaking with you.
1: Thank you, Katie. Bye.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Ileana Cruz of the Hudson Meat Company. As I mentioned earlier, Her company does not ship direct to consumers. So sometimes people will ask me like, okay, fine, then where do you get your meat from or where do you get meat for baby-led weaning? And one of my favorite resources for meat and home-delivered meat is ButcherBox. So I am an affiliate for Butcher Box. I'm a huge fan of theirs. We use it in our family, but I also use their cuts of meat every week in prepping baby-led weaning foods for work. And ButcherBox, if you're not familiar with their model, they're a home-delivered meat and protein companies. So they have meat, they have poultry, they have different types of shellfish and seafood. So they have a couple ways to knock out some of those allergenic foods. And I love Butcher Box because well, A, I hate going to the grocery store. So it comes to my house, but B, it actually pencils out to be cheaper per portion than me just going to the regular grocery store. So I live in a fairly rural part. It's not that rural. Rural is all relative, but I, we don't have a great meat selection at my local grocery store is all I'm going to say. So it's Higher quality meat than I can get locally. As far as the beef goes, it's all grass fed. There's no hormones, there's no antibiotics used. But on top of that, we're a family of 10. So I have seven kids, my husband, me, and we have an au pair who lives with us to help us with the kids. I get one large custom box a month from ButcherBox, and it meets all of our protein needs. Occasionally, I'll do add ons if we're working on some new content for babies. Like I get all of my pork shoulder and pork butt from them, I get all my roasts from them. I love their seafood, I love their chicken basically have gotten everything they have. The sausage doesn't work great for baby led weaning, but as an adult, I love sausage because we don't feed high sodium foods like sausage to babies or bacon, but I just can't recommend them enough. So I am an affiliate for them. And I do have a special deal from Butcher Box. So if you head to the show notes for this page, which is blwpodcast.com forward slash 219, I have a special offer there for you can get the current offer for Butcher Box plus off your first box. So the offer is always available, but the $10 off the first box is something that they just added for me. That's at blwpodcast.com forward slash 214. If you want to check out ButcherBox, thanks again for listening to this episode and don't be afraid to serve your baby meat.